convince them that just rather throw him into this well. So it was an unused well and finally they came and threw him in there. Before Yusuf reached the bottom of that well, Allah Ta'ala instructed Jibreel to protect him. So from the top of the well to the bottom of the well is no big distance. And at that time, Jibreel according to some narration, he was in the seventh heaven. Allah instructed him that protect Yusuf Before Yusuf reached the bottom of the well, he was already there to, so to say, catch him. And there was a rock that was in that well, which was sticking out of the surface of the water. He put him very gently onto that rock and left him there. So he was safe, there was no harm that came to him due to being thrown into the well. Nevertheless, the brothers did this and went away. But the eldest brother, who Allah Ta'ala had put this compassion in his heart, he was the one who initially had objected to the plan of murdering Yusuf and killing him. After everybody went away, for the next three days, he would come secretly and lower some food into the well because he realized he had come checked, he realized he was alive. So he would come quietly, secretly and he would lower some food and go away. But he didn't dare tell anybody what he is doing because he feared for himself. As far as his brothers were concerned, they would not tolerate any of this. They wanted Yusuf to perish. So he was coming quietly and doing this. The third day he came to lower the food again but he realized that Yusuf is not there. Somehow he might have been calling out to him or whatever the case was. So, when he realized he's not there, he became very concerned that perhaps somehow he has made his way out of this place and if he comes back home, then all of us are going to be in big trouble because this message will now be out. Our father Yaqub would come to know the full detail of what happened. So therefore he now came back and he now explained to his brothers, this is what has happened. I was going for the past two, three days and lowering this food, but today I went, he is not there. It means he is out of the well, and if he is out of the well, there is a chance he could come back. And if he comes back, then we are in deep trouble. So everybody became very concerned, they went back looking for him. Then they see this caravan. Actually what happened was, that there was a caravan that had been passing by. This caravan was coming from Sham, from Syria, and was going towards Egypt, and they lost their way. Now this was a path that was not generally used. They lost their way and came onto this unused path. 
And now when they came all the way on this unused path, they needed water. They were out of water. So they sent somebody to go and search for water. This person who they sent to search for water found this well. So he came, he didn't know this is an unused well, whatever. He lowered the bucket into the well to draw out the water. When he lowered the bucket, Yusuf saw this bucket coming down and he saw the opportunity. He climbed into the bucket. When this person pulled the bucket out, he sees that this is a young child in this bucket. There's a boy here in this bucket. So, first he was completely amazed. And this is what the Quran Sharif describes here. That, قَالَ يَا بُشْرَى هَذَا غُلَامٌ Now what this refers to is that he was overjoyed in the sense that here's somebody we can capture and make a slave and have him sold and we will be able to make a lot of money out of this because this is somebody that nobody has seen before. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that Rasulullah said that he met Yusuf and saw him on the occasion of Mi'raj that the entire beauty that mankind was, has been given, half of that was given to Yusuf alone. So, when he saw this, he realized that this is some opportunity that we will be able to make a lot out of this. So, and he hid him as merchandise, meaning to sell him off later. Now he brought him in the caravan like as if he did some transaction somewhere, he didn't tell anybody anything. And uh, this hid him. But now when the brothers of Yusuf, Yusuf came looking for him and they saw this caravan camped here, they came, they started talking to them and after some threatening whatever, finally the detail came out and it became known that Yusuf is here in this caravan, this person has captured him. So they made a story that look, this is our slave. This is our slave and how dare you have taken our slave away. Because their whole intention was to now get rid of him. But now it must be done in such a way that he doesn't come back. He said, this is our slave. These people now thought we are going to be accused of stealing. They said, okay, let's do a deal now. You sell, sell him to us then. If he was your slave, then sell him to us. Now their whole intention was to just get rid of him. They were not interested in the money. So they did the deal and transaction according to some narrations for 20 dirhams. Now, 20 dirhams in that time for this kind of situation was a very meager sum. An ordinary slave would be sold for hundreds of dirhams. So Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif. That they sold him for a meager sum. And they were not even interested. They were not interested in the money. They wanted to get rid of him. 20 dirhams, they shared the 20 dirhams among the 10 of them, 2 dirhams each. According to one narration, this is the authenticity of it, but it appears in some books of tafsir, that once when Yusuf had looked at himself in the mirror, now he was a young boy, he was a child, but he was of an understanding age, and he looked at himself in the mirror, and seeing his own beauty, this thought crossed his mind, that if I were a slave and I had to be sold off as a slave, I would fetch a very high price. Now this was a thought that just crossed the mind and as a child. But Allah Ta'ala brought that situation where now this is the first 
time that he's getting sold, sold, he wasn't a slave, he's a free person, but now he was being made a slave, but he got sold for a meager price. So this was the tarbiyat that was being made. Don't ever think of anything great of oneself, though this was not obviously anything that was out of line, he was a young child, this was just a thought, this was something that was not even accountable, it was something that a person is taken to task for such a thought, but nevertheless the lesson still came. The lesson still came, don't put a price on yourself. What is the price? On the day of Qiyamah we will know. Nevertheless they came and uh, did this deal and they sold him off, so obviously now these people regarded him as their slave and they took him and went along. Now the very important point here again, Yusuf was thrown into this well by his brothers with the intention that he must perish. This caravan was traveling and they lost their way. They lost their way and finished off here where now they needed water. They had to send somebody to go search for the water. He decided to come and find this well. In our vocabulary, the word coincidence is something that keeps coming up. And it doesn't come up as a coincidence. It just keeps coming up deliberately. Everything we term as, or rather many, many things we term as coincidence. Yes, perhaps from the way we look at things, we would see it as a coincidence. That this was a coincidence. These people were traveling. And a coincidence that they lost their way. And a coincidence that they needed water here. Maybe they could have gone maybe two, three kilometers further and then looked for water, they would have looked for it elsewhere. But we will call it a coincidence that they decided to camp close to this well. And a coincidence that the person found this particular well. Now all this in our vocabulary and our analysis is all a line of list of coincidences. But in the plan of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, there is no coincidence. Yusuf wasalam, on the one side, somebody is planning and plotting to make him perish. But Allah Ta'ala is decreeing that he should prosper. Somebody wants to see him be finished and Allah Ta'ala has planned that he would flourish. So when Allah Ta'ala has planned something, then all the plans of insan will all fail. Nothing will happen. That will happen what Allah Ta'ala has decided. When Allah Ta'ala has decided something, Allah Ta'ala will put all the means to happen accordingly. Dunya is Darul Asbab. Allah Ta'ala could have made it such, send one angel, pick Yusuf out of that uh, well. After all, Jibreel was sent to make sure he doesn't get hurt. So Allah Ta'ala could have told Jibreel just take him directly and send him away to Misr. And just go and put him directly into the house of the minister there. So this whole issue is all saved. But dunya is Darul Asbab. It's a place of means. Things will happen with means. But Allah Ta'ala has decided that something should happen, somebody should prosper, somebody should flourish, Allah Ta'ala will create the means for that also. And the means will happen in a way sometimes where the mind will totally be, will not be able to function. Then how did this happen? This 2 and 2 is not adding up to 4. It's adding up to 4,004. It's probably this 2 and 2 is adding up to 4 million. How can this 2 and 2 add up to 4 million? Just doesn't add up anywhere. But in the court of Allah Ta'ala, in the system of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala can and do as He pleases, whatever He wishes.
So all these things are not coincidences. Allah Ta'ala wished to get Yusuf out of the situation. Allah Ta'ala made these people lose their way. Allah Ta'ala made them lose their way. Now here is the very important lesson that sometimes in day-to-day things, worldly things, some things happen which we are not very pleased about. We don't feel very happy that this is what happened. We feel it should have been different. This should not have happened or this should have happened. But many a times behind that, behind what has happened which we are not feeling comfortable about, or behind what did not happen, which we were hoping so much it should take place. Behind it is something good for us, which at that moment we can't understand. Allah Ta'ala says, perhaps you may dislike something, whereas that is good for you. Meaning something that happened, you felt this shouldn't happen. Something, for example, some, some mishap took place. That mishap, you perhaps thought it should not have happened, then that would have been better. But behind that, there's some good which is good in it for you. And sometimes you wish something should happen. You were aspiring for something. That didn't happen. You're aspiring for it, but that was not good for you. That was bad for you. You didn't know. Wallahu ya'alam wa antum la ta'alamu. Allah Ta'ala knows, you do not know. Once one person mentioned to me that he, he had a first class ticket. First class ticket, and he used to travel at that point in his life. First class, had a first class ticket. So now the first class passengers get a lot of privileges, a lot of preferential treatment and whatever else. Now he came, he was already overseas, he had gone overseas and he had to catch one flight from one point to another. And he had come in time, everything was, he didn't delay or anything. For some reason he got to the counter, he's a first class passenger. Quite a wealthy person. The first class passenger, now he's supposed to be giving the, given the VIP treatment. For some reason they're telling him the flight is closed. And it's about to take off. He's saying, how can it be possible? I'm here on time and I'm a first class passenger. He's haggling with them, squealing and grumbling with them. But they're not just understanding. And now he's becoming very upset. Any case that flight took off, he is there at the airport in time with a first class ticket. And they didn't, they just didn't make any kind of concession for him. They said the flight is already closed. The passengers have all boarded. And this flight is taking off and has already taken off finally. And now, person from that now, ranks and how, traveler of that nature, now he was already planning how he's going to take these people to town, what not he's going to do, and how he's going to sue them and what. And about two to three hours later, there was that message that that flight crashed. So he had that ticket of his still with him, that in those days was those paper tickets, so he had framed that. He had framed that ticket that this was the ticket that he had in his hand. He was there at the airport in time. And he was terribly disappointed that now, despite being a first class passenger, he's at the airport in time and this flight now is taking off without him and he was planning to do what not. 
But when two, three hours later, when this message came, that this plane crashed and perhaps nobody survived also. So, what happened to all those thoughts now? All that disappointment, all that anger and frustration at not having been taken on board, and whatever else he was planning that he's going to sue these people. And now suddenly, three hours later, ask him that uh, should they have rather held the flight back and take you, taken you on board? Allah shukr they didn't take me. Alhamdulillah, I got left behind. Now, three hours ago, he was absolutely up in arms that why did I not get taken on? And now three hours later, he's making shukr that I was not on board. Now, this is the situation that sometimes, Asa an takrahu shay'aw wa huwa khayrul lakum. Wa asa an tuhibbu shay'aw wa huwa And there's several incidents of this nature where major things happened. Somebody was very, very upset that he wasn't part of that group that had gone, that left that boarded that flight, that took that vehicle or failed that bus or whatever it is and now he's wondering now how he's going to make his way up from here because now he's stranded and then something happened, there was an accident, something and so many people passed away, now the person is making sugar from the depths of his heart, I got left behind. Asa antakrahu shay'aw wa huwa khayrul lakum. The thing is that a person makes his moderate effort in terms of dunya, a person makes his moderate effort, he takes his precautions, he adopts the means in a manner that it should be adopted in the correct manner, he doesn't exert himself beyond moderation, and then something comes his way, something don't come his way, something he wished would have happened didn't happen, something he wished didn't happen sometimes happens, but there's always the hikmat of Allah Ta'ala in all this, there's a lot of good in many things that we hope didn't happen, but there's good in it for us. One person had a very, had a spine problem, there was some, some slip disc issue, and he was suffering with this from quite a while, and at times, used to be quite in pain, walking almost hunched. One day he was driving somewhere, and it so happened that, in town in Durban, and somebody knocked into him, from the back. Now when this person knocked into him, he ended up knocking into the person in front of him. Because now they were driving tra- in traffic now, probably. So in any case, now obviously there is an accident. His car is damaged. Somebody knocked into him. He knocked into the person in front. There is a lot of issues involved here. There is cost involved. There is so much of other inconvenience now. The car is going to be out of action for so long till it all gets repaired. But what happened in that process, in that jolt, something happened and in that jolt, that disc which was out of place, got into place. And that severe pain that he was experiencing from so long, in that one jolt, that all disappeared. And they were now deliberating that an operation might not be the ideal thing, it's in such a place, it's in such a sensitive situation, and now they're giving him some very heavy medication, and that medication is having its side effects, and a whole list of issues. Here now there was an accident, there was a mishap, there was a problem, there was a difficulty. But Asa Antakrahu Shayao Wahua Khairul Lakum. Obviously he would not have said it in front of others, but quietly in his heart he was making shukar and thanking the person who knocked him. <laughs> but that person who knocked him, he he was probably regretting whatever happened. But for this person that became good. Yes? 
there was some damage, but that became good for him. Now, ask his heart, that are you grieved over the accident? He'll say, no, this accident was rahmat for me. This accident was a great, was a gift from Allah Ta'ala's side. But, this is it, that sometimes it becomes very, very clear. Now, this person was so direct and obvious. This accident happened, and that this problem came right, and his pain went away. For him, it was so clear and so evident. It won't always be so evident. It won't always be so clear. Sometimes a person now is aspiring for something, he wants to do something, but it just doesn't happen for him. It just doesn't work out for him. Now he is frustrated, he is disappointed, so many things are going through his heart and mind. But had it happened, had it happened, what was lurking on the other end? He doesn't know. Had it happened, it might have created a major problem for him. In Surah Al-Kahf, Allah Ta'ala gives the incident of Musa and Khizr and the lengthy incident Musa was instructed to accompany Khizr on that journey and as they went along some incidents happened so now one of the things that happened was that as they coming past somewhere there was a young child now this young child is an innocent child young child Khizr came and he wrung the neck of the child and killed him he was divinely being instructed. Now when he did this, Musa is the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Now the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is witnessing something that is happening and as per the shariat, as per the law of Allah Ta'ala, in terms of what has been revealed to the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, this is something totally impermissible. This is a crime. So he therefore objected, whereas he was warned beforehand that, look, don't ask any questions. You want to join me? Don't ask any questions. So he accepted that, but he couldn't hold himself. That How could this happen? How could you do this? You've committed a very serious thing here. So Khizr cautioned him again, that didn't I tell you, you won't be able to bear this patiently. So if you want to carry on now, he said, okay, one more chance. If Again, I slip up because he had already asked one question before that. Let me part ways. Because he realized now that this is the... Allah Ta'ala instructed me to come and join him. So there is some wisdom of Allah Ta'ala in this. Any case, after these incidents were all over, and now again on the third occasion, he couldn't hold himself. He asked again, objected to something. So Khizr said, now you go your way, and I will go my way. But before we part ways, let me tell you what happened. Let me give you the secret behind what have, whatever happened. You are seeing something, but behind it was something else. As far as this child, Ammal Ghulamu Fakana Abawahu Mu'minain. He was, his parents were believers, they were good people, and the issue was that if this child had to grow up, that Ammal Ghulamu Fakana Abawahu Mu'minain, Fakashina Ayurihikahuma Tughyanu Wa Kufra. If this child had to grow up, he already in his being was such that if he had to grow up, he would have grown up and become the means of even the kufr of the parents. That he would have driven them even to kufr. So for Aradna, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif, we decided that we'll take this child away, this child will go away in his infancy, he too will be saved from the problem. And we will replace the parents with a better child. 
Now at that moment what happened was a disaster for the parents. They could see only a disaster. This is a major disaster for us. We have been deprived of this child. But in the plan of Allah Ta'ala, there was better coming. And in the plan of Allah Ta'ala, they were saved from a major calamity. The major calamity was Tughyana wa Kufra. That they would have been driven to rebellion against Allah Ta'ala, driven to Kufr. So outwardly something seemed to be a disaster, outwardly something seemed to be a calamity. But behind that calamity was a great blessing. And all these incidents in the, that took place between Musa and Khizr all of a similar nature. That boat, he damaged that boat that they were traveling in. Musa objected, said, don't ask anything. Later on he explained that this boat was damaged, but that damage saved it. Because further downstream was this tyrant king. Any boat looked good to him, he was usurping it. Now he saw this little damage, he said, it's not, not good enough, leave it, let it go. So now that saved the boat, that damage saved it. So outwardly it was a damage, in reality it was protecting everything. So many a times, outwardly something seems to be negative, behind that negative is a great positive in terms of dunya issues, in terms of day-to-day life, in terms of things we thought we wanted, in terms of things we thought we don't want to have. But it happens. So, this is something, what the lesson in all this is, that a person should turn to Allah Ta'ala. He'll make dua, he will uh, do whatever is in his means in a moderate manner, but then submit the matter to Allah Ta'ala. وَأُفَوِّضُ أَمْرِي إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَصِيرٌ بِالْعِبَادِ That I have submitted my matter to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Allah Ta'ala's hikmat and wisdom I can't fathom. So whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed for me, that is best for me. And a person then be content. There is no greater wealth then contentment. Inna al-ghina, ghina nafs That the greatest contentment, is the, the greatest wealth, is the wealth of the heart. And the wealth of the heart is contentment. A person who has achieved contentment, then he is the wealthiest person. And the person without contentment, he can have anything and everything, but he will be forever poor, because he's always desiring something more. And that is, that is poverty. That a person is never satisfied, and never content, there is always something further, so he is forever in that dissatisfaction. And the content person, he is happy, he is fine, he is content. That is the real wealth. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Subhanallah.